0: Thanks for tuning into our Scale to Zero show. Today, we have Gaurav us. Gaurav is the founder and CEO of Cybertrack, a cross-training platform for next-generation cybersecurity and in Earlier, he was global information security and cloud expert at Molding International. Gaurav, thank you so much for joining me with us today.
1: Thanks, Pushyatram, for having me on the show.
0: All right, let's, let's get started with the questions. So the first question is, what methods would you recommend to bring awareness and develop a security-centric culture and mindset? In-
1: uh, sure, Pushatam. I think uh, that's a very interesting question and it's a need of the art. So today, uh, most of uh, if we see the attacks which are happening, they are not happening from the perspective of at- attacking the technical boundaries, but it's exploiting the user behavior and making them make some mistakes about it. So awareness becomes an important aspect in today's environment. And when we talk about training or traditionally what people are doing, they're you know, getting some expert or some videos and they are asking them to you know provide a security training to their employees which goes like you know uh, one hour or one and a half uh, hours together and then uh, someone comes in bombard all the security jargons to those uh, all uh, people like you know it's uh, about ddos what is phishing how to protect their password things like you know uh, they have along a lot of vector in one and one and half year it, uh, half hour it provided to the user and after then one year six months no one talks about the security so that is the you know real uh, issue so when we talk about user behavior and how you see the schooling has happened to us you know it's not that you have learned mathematics in one day you have not learned english in one day it's a continuous process right so what we have to do is you know when we are talking about security awareness uh, to the users we have to create content in a way where user will able to correlate and able to understand how their day-to-day a life will get impacted with this and this should be a continuous efforts like you know uh, i have been working with many organizations where when they say that okay you want to do the training i said okay let's not do a training for one one and half hours in a year let's do it every two three minutes in a week so that continuously with the same amount of time people get to learn so you can actually explore the contents like video videos or which is in trend these days the motion graphics and the gamification is the biggest thing and how we can actually simulate the scenarios mm-hmm. where the you know user experts like phishing simulation these are quite in days and what you have to do is simply uh, put this in your uh, organization and if anyone clicks on malicious link they have to go through a mandatory training and understand the impact of the things they are clicking and if the user is doing again and again then you should have a separate treatment we can also uh, encourage something like you know uh, whoever reports more uh, security incidents whoever do something they make a culture of security ambassadors, security champions and also uh, create something for the user so that they are willing to be part of uh, security security people feels like it's you know hectic boring make it interesting make the content which a user can actually correlate i know there are many good organizations which are doing well in this like uh, I'll, I'll give you free uh, few portals like AwareGo. you know they have a uh, human centric uh, videos which you know one and one to two minutes okay. we have uh, ninjio who has characteristic based even we have made a small uh, platform called cult site that is culture site and visioning the uh, security culture in your organization and it's like you know two minutes content with uh gamification, crosswords, Kahoot, and motion graphics. We are trying to do awareness. So that is what I say. Instead of having 120 minutes in one time, Mm -hmm. have it two minutes every weekend in a year, make a consistent effort.
0: So it's more of a continuous learning process
1: rather than a one-time activity. And where user can actually correlate, where you can actually make them user that, okay, yes, this can happen to me. Because uh, a persona based, uh, you know, awareness is also required because sometimes HR thinks, you know, it's a technical work or finance team. So if we can make content where we can say, okay, if this happened, that is how it will impact your finance. Right. How the HR day-to-day activities is required to be aware for the security. So that is what uh, we need to do. Next, okay.
0: Now, yeah. uh, the next question, with your rise in migration to the cloud, cyber security and data protection are becoming like top drivers for legal disputes what uh, litigation risks should cso's or security teams be concerned about and what can they do about it
1: okay so uh, uh, cloud migration is yes the way to go and everyone is uh, uh, even it's uh, if the startups or everything because it's easy to start so people are moving to the cloud okay the thing is if we look the traditional legacy you control the environment here uh, when you go to the cloud you don't have the right uh, beyond the virtualization layer okay so how uh, this virtual before the virtualization what kind of server what kind of hardware is placed you don't have the right to see uh right to you know do a vapt or functionality test or testing which which is a big issue so now earlier one thing which you control you know where the data is and if something required tomorrow how you can get it but inside of the controls when you are in the cloud environment which is a cso's or the security professional don't have and when i talk about privacy you need to have that so that is the biggest challenge and when i you know i, I spoke to many of the clients and when they say okay uh, I, i'll go to move to the cloud so let me one thing if tomorrow Uh, government goes to the cloud provider and ask that for this particular company, I want to have the server or I want to have a look into this. Mm -hmm. Will that cloud provider will allow them or not? So, you know, so how that's going to happen? Because in my environment, if they come to me before I give them the permission, I know they are coming and if I need to do something, whatever it is, right, uh, I I can do. But will the cloud will act in the same way? And another uh, biggest issue is uh, uh, the CISOs or the security professional are, technical in nature and they uh, generally don't have the expertise to read between the lines and when you are migrating something to the uh, cloud and when you have to do the the only uh, precautions you can have is having a right level of con- contract in your favor so like right to audit right to visit and ask the question you know what kind of controls you have what how i can see how i can test and generally if the big players will not provide you that kind of access but small uh, cloud providers who are new they will give you the kind of uh, right of audits as well as you know some scale of uh, testing or something but if something happens tomorrow if there's a privacy leak if something uh, you know what kind of penalty clause you're gonna have what kind of service level agreement you have how uh, not only the service level agreement because I see that if thing has happened you have responded to me but if the things are happening again and again so there is something called as SEA as well service excellence uh, agreement okay. so how that's gonna work so reading between those lines defining the right contract is the only thing which will save you from the uh, cloud so the controls which you have you have the control over the virtualization layer and above right What whatever you can control but beyond that uh, the contract is the only safeguard to you So having the right expertise in the team to define the right contract and uh, reading between the lines and making it in your favor is the must thing to have.
0: Makes sense. I didn't know about SEA, so that's something new I learned. Thank you. So the next question, for a health tech startup, what is the right time to hire the first security team member and why do you think that?
1: okay so uh, i have a, a question here why health tech startup okay so when you are talking about tech startup there is a i don't think anyone even think that uh, they can hire a security one at the later stage whenever when you have a thinking that you are going to have a tech startup the security should come in place the very first time you are thinking about tech because Uh, earlier you know there used to be scenarios when you are actually making something and in three months or six months down the line you get to know if there was a fraud happening but if you you are into the tech environment and you are starting up something the day you launch it immediately there will be you know people who are trying to hack it break it or trying to bring it down and you are going to sell your tech services so there is no uh, calling it a, at a later stage, your first hire, even if you are thinking about a tech startup, your first hire should be the security that this is something I'm going to do. Can you tell me what all uh, things I need to be taken care of? I, I'll tell you, many um, of the students I meet, you know, they are from the college. They are starting to make the application. They are making uh, some tools and things. And when say that, okay, governance perspective, what they are doing, any security controls they have put, if they have done BAPT, They know uh, by making a small application on Android, they are collecting all the user data, right? After the data, where it is getting stored, who is having the control of it, they are not even bothered about it, right? And immediately if something happens, who will be uh, behind the bars? So who who will be, you know, uh, uh, taken care of this? Who will be, you know, uh, responsible for this? These are the startups. So whenever, even if you are in a college and you are starting a make a application, either it's a health tech or any kind of tech you need to have a security preview even if uh, not an immediate hire you need you need to have a some consulting firm or someone you know part-time a virtual CISO or a auditor who can actually guide you that when you are making this application these are the steps you need to take care of and also the hire from the hiring perspective even the first developer you hire or the engineer you hire they should know the security because uh, now uh, everyone if, if you have something you know uh, written coding in your resume people will not pick up they will uh, ask you to write secure coding They you need to know secure coding you need to be a security engineer security developer and that is how DevSecOps is also coming in picture so whoever it is whatever if the tech startup is there security needs to be there Um,
0: the next question is for a growing business what security metrics uh, are most important to monitor?
1: okay uh so uh, for growing business or uh, it's even a, a you know small business or whatever the security practices i think uh today everyone need to have the very first thing i will say they need to have a security management program okay uh, they should have like uh, what all uh, they need in security like as you previous question you mentioned about health tech or if it's a manufacturing industry or educational tech or whatever you know if the business is Uh, into retail so so first thing what kind of security program they need to have that management should be there that who will act on that security and after that uh, I'll I'll tell you the very first thing which comes in my mind is the access control right Uh, who is going to have uh, access to my uh, infrastructure my data Uh, so today we talk about you know zero trust policy and if I'm opening it up for my Uh, uh, employees or my colleagues, what kind of access they have, what kind of external access I am giving. So access control will be the first thing and then you need to have uh, some monitoring space in there like how many people are actually failing to log in, Mm -hmm. what kind of false positive are coming in, if the uh, right kind of people, you know, how many passwords are getting changed every year because that gives you an insight that uh, uh, how many intruders are trying to, you know, uh, come into your environment okay so then having uh, uh after access control i think data encryption uh, is what is required for a growing business because data is the uh, new oil these days and securing it is the most uh, uh crucial thing which we have so uh putting up the right kind of encryption like you uh I'll, I'll, I'll say that uh, when i talk about data encryption it's about having your uh, right visibility to the asset inventory as well right if you have a uh, uh you know 15-20 mobiles getting used in your organization and then there are like 50 laptops then what kind of encryption are done on what devices what are an, an encrypted devices so kind of having a full control over there uh, which is required and uh, then i'll put two another things uh, uh, apart from this is like uh, having business continuity uh, which is like uh, creating the backup of the systems or the core systems which you have uh if, how, what are your uh, uh, i i'll say again come to the data classification and then going to the crown jewels what are your key infrastructure level servers or the laptops or the resources you have and then do i have a backup for the same or not okay uh, because uh, in case uh, what what is happening even uh, the issue with the startup is uh, they are have a very limited biz- business or a limited uh, budget for the uh, setting up something and then once they set up immediately creating a backup facility for the same is also very difficult but for the growing business it is must to have because if something uh, some incident some system failure happen it's uh, getting recover out of it is very difficult and that can actually impact the growth they have you know started with that uh, path okay so so and and then the last i will say incident response because we if we have access control if we have uh, uh, data encryption and asset inventory if we have put the business continuity system failure and everything uh you know patching level and everything we are checking so then if some incident happen how we are going to monitor and what kind of incidents we are having every month so that those are the few key aspects i will uh, advise all the uh, csos of the small businesses or the growing business to have minimum okay. uh,
0: this answer is somewhat related to the last question as well like what steps would you recommend to recover uh, recover from a ransomware attack? Because those are pretty pretty normal nowadays, right? We hear about ransomware attacks almost every other day. Yeah. Other
1: so, day. Uh, frankly, uh, you know, uh, if I, I'll say ransomware is more about uh, uh, taking the precautionary steps. Okay. So if you if the ransomware attack happens in uh, uh, your uh, uh, you know organization the paying and uh, getting the key will not help because if they are already in your system they, they can do it again and then they must be having the data uh, you know uh, for, from you uh, which is you know happening again the only safeguard i will say from ransomware will be recovering it from the clean backup okay uh, and formatting your systems and having it from the previous clean backup and if you don't have a clean backup, then that is a bone case. So that is why I say ransomware uh, is uh, nowadays with, you know, people uh, knowing about this ransomware and so much awareness, which is happening from there. The Having the right kind of backup is mm-hmm. must. And if the attack happens so that you are ready, so that you can, you know, recover your systems from a clean backup. Else, what you will be doing is you will be hiring some... Uh, Uh, you know uh, coders or the you know uh, malware experts who can actually try to generate the keys for you then recover the data for you or you have to end up paying up with the ransomware and which people are doing which i will say if you don't have a backup you don't have the option you have to do but uh, uh, then that's not a safe option because if you do this this can happen to you tomorrow again so having a right sort of backup and uh, then restoring your system from the clean backup is what will help you in case of ransomware. Makes
0: sense. So uh, now let's move to the rapid fire section. So what is one of the myths about cyber security?
1: That I am 100% secure. <laughs> uh,
0: what What advice would you give to your 25 year old self starting in security and why?
1: Um, I'll, I'll say uh, don't assume okay. but ask. Okay, so I have, I have been doing the things and where, uh, you know, many things which we assumed and, uh, uh, you know, you are acting on, but I will always now tell myself when you are doing something, always ask, never assume, get the clarification again and again if required.
0: So, in, in one sentence, let's say if you are hiring, what stands out in a candidate's resume?
1: Uh, the diversity of the work they have done. Okay, so um, I, I I mainly hire in my organization many freshers having, you know, uh, six months to one year of experience or they are coming directly from the college. Uh, the resume which I see, then there are freshers, you know, they have just spent four years doing their degree or maybe a one internship or a project which college has, you know, must. And then I have seen the profiles, you know, from the very first year of the college, people are doing something. And by the time they have done the degree in four years, they have done like more than 20 projects so and, and in different areas so that means that person has that kind of and so diversity of work which i can see in the resume definitely helps uh, you know uh, to have or talk to that people, person what uh,
0: what's your persona
1: animal okay i'll i, I don't know uh, how to define it but if uh, i need to say i'll say wolf okay uh, uh, it's uh, more of a uh, devoted caring and family person <laughs> A one-line quote that keeps you going? Uh, I, I don't know about the quote, but I have one thing which I will always love to do is just do it. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's not a quote, but it has the saying in my thing, like uh, whatever coming your way. And if uh, the, the kind of attitude which I have in my day-to-day environment is like if the things which take like less than five minutes, do it immediately. Just do it. Okay. And uh, another thing which I uh, put it in is uh, uh, there is a uh, uh, perfection is a myth. Mm-hmm. So if you have to do something, if you have to roll out, even if you uh, we are interviewing this, if this needs to happen, let's do it. <laughs> let's, you know, just, just do it. Makes sense. And, uh, thanks, Gaurav. Uh, it was lovely to
0: chat with you. Uh, looking forward to learn more from you uh, in the future.
1: It's, it's lovely talking to you prashottam and really thanks thanks for having me here and, and great connecting with you